0: Hello, hello, welcome, and welcome back to the United Mates Football Podcast. As ever, I am joined by my co-host, Joe. Also joining us is our good friend, John. And then, as we like to do, we also have a special guest on the call with us, and Joe will be giving him a proper introduction in just a moment. But what I will say is that this guest was involved in one of the most widely anticipated phone calls since Richard Nixon and the Watergate scandal. I'm sure he's going to be uh, doing the actual story better justice than that and telling us a bit more about it before the end of today's show. But uh, yeah, before we get to that, John is here as well. Welcome back to the pod, man. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, good to have you, mate. Have you been enjoying Lockdown
1: 2.0? Yeah, it's been all right. So my birthday is yesterday, so I celebrated that and just yeah, ate eaten loads, of, loads of tons of junk food. And I, I think... You know when you obviously you become a football fan and your parents get you loads of memorabilia and stuff like merchandise. Yeah, I swear you just never grow out of it. Your parents still get you stuff like that. So I got an Arsenal blanket like, yesterday from my mum, and I was just like,
0: <laughs> "No, I can relate." Uh, okay, my mum got me an Arsenal dog collar. Obviously, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, now I can I can relate to that, John. But yeah, happy birthday yesterday. I guess just uh to point out yesterday was John's birthday the day that we are recording the four of us on the call I'm sure we'll all know unfortunately that Diego Maradona sadly passed away today but just as yeah refer reference today is the day that sadly Maradona has passed away that's when we're recording but from that sort of somber note um moving on to my co-host Joe um I know that you and today's special guest have a bit of a, a bit of a history um something that the club which um, our guest today supports might be lacking you might say
2: <laughs> but
0: in all cases, I just had to get that one in in early but I'm sure I, you, you can have as many free free hits as me as you at as, as me as you'd like throughout the show but yeah I had to get that one in there but um yeah in all seriousness though the John John you were on the the episode a while back where we had Johnny Sharple so there were two John's that day and um, today I'm sort of getting ahead of myself in introducing the the guest but um Joe my co-host finds himself in that same situation so Joe, how, how are you doing and how does it feel to be um, one of two Joes on the call today?
2: <laughs> Hi Kai, yeah I'm good thanks and um, yeah you know it's, it's, it's nice to have another um, Joe on board. I'm delighted to welcome a former colleague <laughs> as well as a good friend of mine. So when we were at work together I was used to there being another Joe close by um, very often. Um, but yeah, a big welcome um, to the United Mates football podcast to the one and only Joe Davis. Joe is an avid Chelsea fan. Prior to COVID, um, you'd probably find him on the shelf-upper for all matches at Stamford Bridge, but he also travels to a lot of um, Chelsea's away games in the UK, as well as um, travelling abroad as well, to watch the Blues. Um, Joe, it's it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing?
3: In Obama. I think you mean shed-upper, not a shelf. But, uh...
2: <laughs> oh, yeah!
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no... I assume you've run out of interesting people to speak to and decided to go to me. So, uh, no, I appreciate you uh, asking me on.
2: Oh, no, it's great to have you. And, yeah, I was thinking of... Um, oh, God, I've, I've used the, the old shelf at White Hart Lane. That wasn't even meant to be a dig. That's just a... That's <laughs> just a, that's a <laughs> um, but there, there we have it. Um, but, um, yeah, we always um, we always start with um, an icebreaker. So, um, Kaitel mentioned it a bit earlier, but a few years ago... Um, Joe had the pleasure, or I guess perhaps the displeasure, probably to me, John and Kytel, of um, speaking to John Terry on the phone. So, Joe, if you were in um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? And yep. you, um, you had the, you know, the phone a friend um, lifeline, but you're only allowed to call footballers. Who would be the footballer that you would call?
3: Frank Lampard, obviously, He's a genius. Easy. <laughs> That's the easiest, easiest question of all time.
2: Frank Lampard. Oh god. He's like even potentially even worse than John Terry. But okay, Frank Lampard, that's all right. Fair Famously enough. Famously has his Latin A level. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. That is true. That would be uh, yeah.
0: from from Brentwood School. Yes. Level,
2: it, it, was, it was, I think. Um I think just before I ask um the other guys, mine would have to be um Heuberg. Um, at Spurs, because I just think he's very assured in himself, and I reckon he'd he'd be straight with you. And if he knew the answer, he'd tell you immediately. Or if he didn't, he'd, he'd move on quickly. But um, but John, who would you be calling in this scenario?
1: Do you know what? It's a bit random, uh, but I would go for David Luiz because he's a well-travelled man—London, Paris, uh, Brazil, obviously—and he's just so random in how he plays. So I just know he. He must have random knowledge about, like, Henry VIII or something. I can just tell he does. Also, he'll also be in on a Saturday night because he'll be banned or something. So, perfect. <laughs>
2: Always well- there to help out, yeah. Um, what about you, Kai? Who is your footballer of choice for, um, for phone a friend?
0: Um, I'm trying to rack my brain for, yeah, the most sort of, like, intelligent footballers that I can think of. And I have to go way back. I don't think he even plays anymore. I think, what was it, Liam Resignor was probably more famous almost for being the son of Leroy and a smart footballer than for actually being a good footballer um which I'm sure Joe Davis might agree with considering that he was a he was a Fulham player but yeah Le- Liam senior I'll go with anyway <laughs> um let's let's move on from from uh who wants to be a millionaire to um a game actually we're going to jump right into one and it's probably our oldest game that we've been playing on the pod and probably the most straightforward one as well not necessarily always the easiest though but the rules are simple so It's who are you? And I'm thinking of a player Uh, between the rest of you guys. You're going to be asking me as many questions as you need to narrow down the options. Uh, I have a few of these ones prepared. And then, of course, today with Joe Davies as our guest, they're going to be Chelsea related in one way or another. So the first one, and also, yeah, if you're listening to the pod play along, Um, given that Chelsea, what was it, yesterday beat Wren in the Champions League, that's going to be the link. So this is a player who at one point in his career played for Rem. And feel free to ask as many questions as you need to figure out who it is.
2: Okay. So he played for Rem, but not Chelsea. Is that all? No, you?
0: he did not play for Chelsea, this guy. He's Actually, he has played in the Premier League, though.
2: Well, we can rule out Czech and Mendy then, I guess.
0: Yeah,
3: I'll probably get at early doors. But uh...
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, he didn't play for Chelsea, this guy. The other ones will have that I've got coming up later. But what else I'll say about this guy is that his one spell in the Premier League was a loan spell for a team that doesn't play in the Premier League anymore.
2: Ooh, I have a feeling... I <laughs> so might, have it. Well, I'll just ask a question. Um, is this a team that play... Well, are based in London? No. Oh, OK. So it's not yeah. Stefan and Bia. That's what I was thinking. No, it's really? not. One spell in the Premier League on loan.
1: Okay. Is, he, yeah. is
0: he French? He is French. And he was very... Strongly linked to a Premier League club for an entire summer. Like, Twitter was all over it, and then it turned out that it was just nonsense.
2: <laughs> I can't think. Are we talking recently?
0: Um, so he played in the Premier League in the 2015-2016 season. He plays in Greece for Olympiacos currently. And like I said, he's French, and he yeah, started with Rennes.
3: Is he a centre-half?
0: He's not, but he is a defensive player. Although did he, he play
1: for Did he play for Stoke?
0: No, but he played for another team that wears red and white stripes in the Premier League.
1: Oh,
2: did he play for
3: Southampton?
0: <laughs> no, you're narrowing down the red and white stripe teams. Oh. There's probably one left. No, yeah, one left. Sunderland. Yeah, he did play for Sunderland on loan for a season, and it looked like he must have been a bit of an ever-present. Oh. Because oh, 37 I'm, games and one goal. Joe I'm, has I'm, it. Yeah.
2: Um, so it's not Stefan Umbia, but is it Jan Umvia?
0: It is Jan. Umbier, <laughs> the guy who for a summer was basically touted as the like the answer to Arsenal's defensive midfield issues and then of course we never signed him and then of course he was never going to be that good of a player anyway so it was all just a waste of time. <laughs> but um, yeah that's Jan Umvia. But let's move on to somebody who did actually play for Chelsea. So let's see what else I can give you as a as a clue besides that. Um, this next guy has played for Chelsea, and he's the same nationality as like another very, very famous Chelsea player.
2: Ooh, Joe! Any idea? <laughs>
3: well, there's a lot of i have had a lot of players from a lot of different countries. So, uh... yeah,
0: there's like one player in particular from this country who would stand out as a Chelsea legend, and then this guy not as much, but he happens to oh, be from oh, the same country. I
2: have an idea. Um, yeah. I'll just... was he um was he more of like a sort of super sub? This guy,
0: I wouldn't say he was a super anything. This guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he Ivorian? No, he's not. Um, oh, I, I was thinking Salomon uh, Kalou. I was
2: thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. No,
3: Kalou, Salander at all. He was a
1: top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got good stats. You know, check out his stats. Genuinely.
0: Yeah. No. Kalou. Um, really so, is he Czech? <laughs> he he is. So you might have it, Joe.
3: I can't think of our Czech players now. Oh. Yuri Yaroshek?
0: Yeah, it is Yuri oh. Yaroshek. Wow. Apparently, I say that. Uh, that. And so now the, the last one and this one has a double link to Chelsea currently because I think what in your Champions League group besides Ren is Seville
1: yeah.
0: and uh, next week I think you're going to be playing them or sometime again soon so this guy played for Chelsea and he also played for Sevilla at a certain point
2: trying to think Chelsea and Sevilla
0: Was Sevilla would not have been like a notable a super notable club for he's him
2: Spanish guy, Spanish
0: no he's not Spanish I'm really, I'm
3: trying to think.
2: Uh, I Nothing's yeah. Nothing off the top of my head. Is. Is he's quite
0: highly rated when he came to Chelsea, and it looks like he played six games for Chelsea in total in the space I of
3: four uh, um, years.
0: Is he Portuguese? No. He's re- strangely enough, he's born in Bosnia. It looks like, but that's not the country that he represented.
2: He's um. He's not one of the Chelsea players I know. There's a lot of them that's had loads of loans all over the place. Is he? He's
0: been loaned to uh, four different teams during his time at Chelsea, and he doesn't he doesn't yeah. play for them anymore.
2: Is is Vitesse one of them?
0: <laughs> Actually, it, for for once, Vitesse is not one of them.
2: No, oh, oh, that's a plot twist. <laughs>
0: um. Is it, is it Marco Marin? Yeah, go on, John. Oh, exactly. Go on, John, yeah. Marco Marin. Was, <laughs> I remember, it was, it was quite, I remember like, those Marco, six games.
1: I remember those six yeah, games.
0: And <laughs> one goal. Um. yeah, oh, wait yeah. guys. I guess, yeah, between... Did each one of you get one of those? Yeah, I think Joe got the first one, Joe Davis got the second, and then John, so... nice. Yeah, I Joe watched
3: Marco Marin in a pre-season game and I remember
0: thinking he was going to be better than Hazard. So. Really? <laughs> I was about really. to ask what your memories were of him. I remember
2: him having a really good game against Tottenham for Werder Bremen, I think it was.
0: I remember that as well.
3: No um, yeah. players have good games against Tottenham, Joe. It's not. Uh... Oh, there we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. Um, well, as I mentioned at the start, Keitel, Joe Davis is not your average Chelsea fan. So Joe, along with a group of... Um, other, quite frankly, misguided individuals who um, (laughs) choose to support Chelsea and travel all over the country and, to some extent, all over the world um, following their side. So, Joe, what what I'm interested to know is, what do you enjoy the most about travelling to all these Chelsea games that you go to? And I know you've been to plenty in many countries, but do you have any particular favourite memories from any of um, the games you've been to?
3: yeah I've definitely got some memories I can't repeat over a camera for sure. but um, <laughs> now with um, I guess what's really lucky with me is how I've got a really good group of mates who we all go together. so like I started off going to football when I was younger with my dad. Um, and weirdly actually it's like the whole Twitter thing has sort of made me a massive group of friends already like from about must be at least seven years ago now, like I just remember when Twitter started going up and like people were going to football and whatnot as I was going to games, I keep sort of bumping into people that I seem to follow on Twitter and then basically throughout the years as it's gone on, now we've just got a really close friendship group. Like We've got a five-a-side team. Um, we go all over, say, like you say, go all over Europe and uh, away. And like, I mean, that's the best thing is because like, no matter like, where we go, like there's always at least six of us at the very least. Um, and like, yeah, so we're always going for a drink, always uh, always enjoy ourselves and just like, yeah, just having a good time, really. Like the football, obviously, is like secondary to the day, really, because you just like with your mates and like we've also obviously, obviously always got that bonds and stuff. And like, um, yeah, we have had some uh, great ones. Uh, I'm trying to think of like to, actually to prepare today. Got on my favourite memories five years ago. I was in Israel for when we played Maccabi Tel Aviv, and that was a cause that was a that was a great trip. Um, just because it was like really cool. Like, I just I went to Israel to watch Chelsea, which was like. I think we only had a couple of hundred out there, like there weren't many of us. Um, and a couple of seasons ago, Barté Borisov was a really good one as well. Because we had a good group of us, um, probably about I think there was six of us. Um, and yeah, that was just great. Just the, um, As a group, we just sort of like, we always have We have a tradition on the European away where we have a, the first lunch sets up the trip. So soon as we land we need to find a good local restaurant and as how good that meal is sort of will go on how good the trip will be so yeah we've had some like better roads for just nice dodgy meat and potato types of food which was great and then istanbul for the super cup was just like kebabs and stuff so that's brilliant <laughs>
2: Nice. You know, I remember. Um, I remember the the Belarus trip back when I was working with you. I remember when you got back oh. from that, the, the, hearing <laughs> all the stories. Um, from that. But I, I know you just said about um having that first meal. But surely the first meal is the the pint and the full English at the airport before you get. I mean, out. yeah, yeah,
3: that is true. <laughs> so that is true. Yeah. With um the Belarus, which was really good, is um we flew to Kiev and stopped over for like half hour and then got another plane to um. I Means so my flight was at three in the morning. Uh, and for some reason our flight got cancelled. No idea why. So we had moved it back a day. And it was like, I think we flew out actually, it was like a Sunday into Monday. So we're like 3 a.m. on a Monday morning, we flew out to Belarus. I like landed about six in the morning for two hours forward, I think it is. So eight there time. And uh, we say we went out, we, we checked into our Airbnb's and I went out for a lunch. I was drinking throughout the day. Went to this this bar and this bar was absolutely ramo. Like it was probably the size of like a a kitchen or a hallway. It was tiny, but it was absolutely rammed. And it's full of just like these Russian like Europop songs, which was like brilliant. And like, it's honestly, it's the best night out I've ever had. We was out to about five or six in the morning, just like in this one place. We were just saying to each other, like, how on earth is a Monday night that good here? Like we just like don't understand. It turned out we just like, flew out. It was like a Belarusian independence day. So it was like a bank oh, holiday. So we got lucky. I flight out of Canada. I had like, literally the best night out of my life. And I think all of that was drinking all day, eating all day. I think I spent the equivalent of like 60 quid being out for nearly 24 hours. So that's, <laughs> that was quite decent as well.
2: Oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'll have to report back if I ever make it to Minsk for um, a night out as well. But no, it's great. <laughs>
3: A lot of people are thinking that Minsk is going to be like one of their next stag locations. It's like propping up on the radar. It obviously slowed down probably right now at the moment with everything that's going on with the old um, voting and uh, yeah. COVID, obviously. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that pops out as quite a staggy location in the next five or six years.
2: Nice.
0: I guess, yeah, Like Minsk is like the new split. There's all these like random like, one-word, little like, quick, succinct Places in the corners of Europe where, yeah, you'll find English people just getting incredibly drunk, which is yeah. what I'd love to see. Um, John, <laughs> let's bring you up.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, that's all. <laughs> Talking about English people getting yeah. drunk around Europe, John. because <laughs> uh, I've, I've, you bring me good memories of going to places like Napoli and stuff like that, and yeah, do you know what? Even, even Wigan. I went to Wigan away like years and years ago, and uh, I think Mikel Arteta scored like. Uh, a penalty just before half-time, and that was it. That was it. Right? <laughs> it was pouring down. It was a terrible game. I'll take a penalty off home. But do you know what? It's part of you know being with your mates and stuff. But what's the one-away day you kind of dread, in a way?
3: It depends. If you mean dread for the result, or dread just because I don't like it, what, what sort of...
1: I would say do you know what? A bit of both.
3: Oh, well, oh, the result one, I always dread the game at Newcastle. We just always seem to lose at Newcastle and we happen to win when we're not allowed to go, which is uh which is a classic. But I've done and to be fair enough, one's United as well. Like I've done United about five times and I think I've seen two goals and we haven't won a single game. Like, I've just every time I go it just seems to we never get a result and Newcastle's the same. Um ways that I don't particularly like. No, I never really liked Swansea. Uh Just
1: it's long, isn't it? Swansea, so
3: so long, and like it's the stadium's like the most standard stadium, every stadium looks the same, and it's just like next to a Frankie and Benny's, there's no good pub really. So, yeah, that's pretty. But when Swansea win the Premier, when Swansea got relegated, I was pretty pleased, so yeah,
1: because Arsenal never used to win down there either. So, but um, also, what, what away day would you be looking forward to? Obviously, when everyone's back in the stadium and stuff like that, and
3: well, oh, I want to look forward to Leeds if we uh, well, it looks like they're definitely going to stay up. So, um, Leeds are well, I think obviously Leeds and Chelsea always got a big rivalry as well, which we ain't seen for a while. Uh, so that would be a great atmosphere. I ain't played them since we've beaten five nil in a cup. Um, but uh, yeah, so Leeds is one I'm definitely look forward to. I think of the regulars, obviously. Spurs. I'm always, obviously, always see Chelsea win at Spurs, so that's just part and parcel. Three point line. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me jump uh. in. With,
0: what about Fulham? Obviously, in proximity, that's going to be like pretty much the closest club. And obviously, when people, maybe not these days, but I feel like once upon a time, it was pretty obvious that that was a rivalry. But it is that that's not the big one, is it? Just being honest. No, oh, no,
3: no. I mean, the funny thing about Fulham is uh, how they despise us. Whereas a lot of Chelsea fans kind of hope they do well, they're just quite near and like we lost the shake on that. A second class. Uh, um, I remember we played Fulham away last year. So, what our pub that we go to before a game is actually probably a, a Fulham pub because we drink in Putney. But obviously, when Fulham are, um, Fulham are at home, so when Fulham are away, we're at home. So, so but when we played Fulham, there's like loads of Fulham in the pub, pub afterwards that we normally go to. And we're speaking to a few, few of them, and they was going about how much they hate Chelsea, and was, oh, we said, "Oh, we don't really, we don't really care." And they was absolutely fuming that we didn't hate them. They were just absolutely fuming the whole time. But yeah, we just don't really. Fulham are just Fulham are too just like boring to like to hate. Like, I hate QPR more than I hate Fulham.
0: Yeah, we um, we joke about because we used to have season tickets for a season or two at um, Craven Cottage. Uh, we kind of a bunch of us shared them and um yeah i've been sat I, I, i've said it a few times but uh arsenal beat fulham 1-0 at craven cottage and we were sat in our fulham seats and van Persie scored the winner and i got up and celebrated and like only after like instantly celebrating, realized that i was in the fulham section
3: yeah
0: sort of waited for a second to like get some like dirty looks or like somebody to tell me to like you know do one and nobody said anything because nobody you know was passionate it's, enough or <laughs> why it exactly yeah exactly but it's a nice day out and it's a, it's a really really nice yeah league.
3: yeah it is uh, yeah i just go to the same pub i go to for hunger so
0: <laughs> yeah if anything hopefully they can stay in the premier league so that more people when fans can be back in stadiums can experience that that cool stadium but um i guess going back to uh what was it before you were talking about the food in minsk and in and in turkey but oh, yeah. another <laughs> um another food item that i need you to tell us about joe is uh is celery essentially <laughs> What is the deal with grown men carrying a vegetable into a football stadium, and why is this a thing with
3: Chelsea? Sure, I've said this for years. Obviously, I've been going, since I've been a kid. I've always known it. Uh, I've always uh, had people throwing it. Seen people throwing it. I actually don't know where it comes from. But I have no, I have not a clue where it, where it's come from. I mean, I'm sure there probably be one of my mates now and just think, oh no, I do not know that. But I generally don't. I've just, I've never asked. I just thought... That's quite funny, isn't it? Yes.
0: Just... <laughs> have you, besides it being thrown, have you seen any celery incidents at uh, at Stamford Bridge or at an away game? Because uh, to my knowledge, it's banned. Like, you are not allowed to bring yeah. it. Yeah,
3: so Cesc Fabregas, ironically, got that banned. Um, <laughs> Because when Fabregas was at Arsenal, I remember when he had the corner, he gets to get lobbed in the edge with celery. And there's a great picture of him with his, like, mullet that he used to have. Oh, yeah. Just holding holding a big old lump of celery. So, I think it's really funny, because, like, Fabregas, we despised him. And when he's at Barcelona when we played him in the Champions League. He was always diving, and now like, even when he joined, it took me about a good good season to like even warm to him a little bit. Because I just didn't trust him, mm. <laughs> but now like everyone loves him. Obviously, at Chelsea now, but um, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's just seen like obviously, you just you just see like celery landing people's pints, and then people smacking people in the back of the head. Just especially cup final days, like. Cup final days like supermarkets around Wembley must have a shoe in and they must, they must sell so much celery.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's quite funny. I never really thought about all the guys, yeah, like rushing to Tesco before before the beat. Yeah, market, there's the big a
3: selling. great video after we won the league of Diego Costa just pelting celery as well. Because obviously everyone just sort of like throws it around like mm-hmm. not no one throws it hard. Oh, they throw it like uh higher with a bit of and then you've got a video of Costa just zipping them along people's boats along
0: the front of the <laughs> front of the road. I guess if anyone was going to take it too far, it was. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah absolutely. Learn to take that bloke. We're going to move on to almost a, a game. It's a bit of a, a bit of a feature section that we've done before, um, and it's the the lifetime fantasy draft. So we've done Arsenal, we've done the Bundesliga, La Liga, and Serie A two. But now it's going to be the very awkward turn for all of us except for for Joe Davies to pick our Chelsea lifetime draft starting eleven. This is going to be. Um, for the rest of us pretty much probably are the best players we've seen for Joe. It's probably going to be his favorites. Um, but essentially, yeah, we're going to be choosing Chelsea players that we've seen during our lifetimes. And, um, once a player is picked, they're out, nobody else can take them. Um, this is the first time that John and I have had to assemble an enemy 11 as it were. Joe's already had to make an Arsenal one, but, um, it's also the first time that we've tried to do this thing live. Usually we sort this draft ahead of time and we just have our guests sort of pick their favorite team. So, this will be a little different. We'll see how it goes. Um, to simplify things, I'm limiting us to 4 four twos, And then in the yep. interest of time, you've got 10 seconds max per pick before you just straight up get skipped. And then you can sort of fill in your team later, but you're going to get skipped. So I randomly generated a draft order before the call. And as it happens, Joe Davis, you have the first pick in the Chelsea. I mean, is
3: this, is this positional? Do we have to go or is it?
0: No. So essentially, once you pick a goalie, obviously you're not going to need a goalie anymore but you yep. don't have to pick a goalie first. You don't have to pick a striker first. I'm going to be keeping track of them. So you'll probably hear some clacking on the keyboard in the background, but um, yeah, you, you can pick whoever you want and then it's going to snake. So it's going to go Joe first. John happens to be second. I'm third. Joe is last and then Joe's going to get a second pick and it's going to go back in reverse. So um will sure, into it and it'll be pretty obvious, but yeah, I'll keep track of them. And um, Joe, you have the first pick of any Chelsea player from your lifetime to put in your eleven,
3: Frank Lampard. Okay.
0: Easy. So Easy Lamp's is in there first, and next up is John. So John, it, it's your turn to choose a player.
1: Does that, do you know, uh, for for keeper? I'm going to put uh, Mark Bosnich.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: because, because of his excuse uh, to failing the drug test, uh, yeah. I found really funny. Are you so, gonna pick, uh... kids?
0: If you're listening, look it up. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to pick Adrian Mutu later, jo- John, for the same reason?
1: <laughs> maybe. I've discussed him in an earlier episode, yeah. uh, but we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, maybe I'm cheating right now because I've been sort of like talking and not picking, but it is my turn and I guess I'll pick John Terry um, just because I figure that Joe would probably like to pick him later. So I'll take that yeah. off the, off the <laughs> table. Um, but on to my co-host, Joe. Go for it. Okay. Didier Drogba. Okay, Drogba. And then you've got a second pick, Joe. I do.
2: God, who the hell do I pick? Ah! I'll go with Ashley Cole. Okay.
0: Well, Ashley. I was ironing my
3: phone.
0: <laughs> John, you're back up. Uh, I'm going to go for Ricardo Carvalho. Oh, oh wait, I'm putting that in with me. I was like, oh, that's good, John. You've got Terry and Carvalho. Then I realized that was me. Um, so, no, you've got Bosnich <laughs> and Carvalho. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, I certainly do. Oh, did I skip myself? That, so, essentially, I did, and I gave you my pick. But that, that's fine. <laughs> so, I'll pick. You can't have now. him back. You can't have I'm going to take, take Petr Cech. Um, and, and now it's Joe, Joe's turn, and Joe, you you can have two picks this time.
3: Cool. Um, so
0: Branislav Ivanovic. Okay. Is that a right back or a centre back, or you, you don't? Right, know uh, right back. Yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, um, so yeah, Branislav Ivanovic and uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank.
0: Okay. Jimmy Floyd John, you're up. I'm not do you know what, Paolo Ferreira. Okay. Great yeah. bloke. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, now it's my turn. Uh, ooh, this is, yeah, getting kind of tricky. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, <laughs> N'Golo Kante. Why not? <laughs> and then, Joe, you've got two picks.
2: Cool. I'm going to go for ex-Spurs player Gus Poyet. Um, yeah, he's never, is he was never
3: getting picked. Never get picked by me, <laughs> um, so I want it. it's, it's quite uh fitting actually. we a snake draft and then he gets picked, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love Gus. Um, anyway, my my other pick will be Joe Cole on the okay. way. Yeah,
0: so you got oh, Ashley Cole ooh. and Joe Cole, John. You're, no, I'm back up rather, I should say. Uh, I'm gonna take Iron Robin. Oh, yeah, and that. then John, you're up now.
1: Back in the day, I, I loved watching him at Fulham as well. I'm going to say Damien Duff.
0: Yeah, all right.
1: I just thought oh, was... Robin,
0: yeah, you might as well take Duff. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Davies, two picks.
3: Uh, yep, yeah. Hazard and Sen.
0: Nice. Ooh, Sen. Nice. All right, back to John.
1: Yeah. Oh, someone in the middle. Um... Oh, I'm trying to think. Five. I really want to say like Manish
0: <laughs> I mean is that what you're saying I'll do it yeah, yeah I saw right. his
1: goal against, against United like, on Premier League years like a week ago <laughs> so I was, obviously I'm impressed by
0: it I love how round Manish's face was um, but anyway yeah. <laughs> um, let's go with my turn uh, I should probably get a striker so I'm going to take uh, Gajonson yeah and then Joe you've got two more picks
2: First one from sticker book memories, I'll take Ed DeHoy in goal. Okay.
0: <laughs> Great, cash.
3: Great cash.
2: And then... Um, oh, who else will I take? Matea Kesman.
0: <laughs> That's a very random pick. I also love... It's in, in my head, DeHoy is the goalie that Kanu, you know, takes it around to score that hat-trick from, like, on the goal line. That's all I really know about Ed DeHoy. Um, my turn... Uh, I guess I'll go for a another defender yeah fullback gosh they haven't really had any good left backs except for Ashley Cole have they um oh struggling am I gonna get counted out I'm gonna go for, literally I've just given up and gone for Babiaro because he's the only left back I can think of uh J- John
1: Marcus Alonso because I've met him once and he was actually quite nice <laughs> all, right. all so, right he
3: loves scoring against Tottenham as well
1: uh, yeah I hate scored him. a great scored a great free kick at Wembley I remember uh, so Joe two more picks
3: uh, Carlo Cudicini.
0: Nice.
3: Um, is and Couticini... Aspicrail at left back, please. Who
0: was who was the left back? Sorry, the Aspic. Oh, I was going to pick Thanks. him for the next. Go. I actually got to <laughs> meet him.
3: Season left back, so he definitely counts as a left back.
0: I was just going to ask you: Is Cudicini a snake? If Poyet's a snake.
3: No, I don't. It's not the same. Not the same. It's he didn't. So. He didn't kiss. He didn't kiss the cock. So. <laughs>
0: We've all kissed the cock at some point. <laughs> I was going to say, let's not repeat that. <laughs> okay, so Asp. Okay, cool. Um, John, up to you. It's
1: a bit of a throwback, but Jasper Gronkier.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean,
3: love Je- I love Jasper Gronkier. When I was growing up, he's my favourite player. When I was a kid, like randomly, I don't know why. Can't tell you why he's my favourite player, but he just was. I think because he had a cool name.
1: Yeah, he did. He scored the 20 million goal as well, didn't he?
3: Oh, yeah. Most important guy in history. But at the time, when I, when I loved him, like, I think most Chelsea fans just thought he was rubbish. I think I was only about seven, eight. So,
0: so that's what John's gone for Gronkia. So now it's my turn. Uh, struggling again. Um, Centre backs. Let's go for Alex. Yeah. Let's go for Alex. Very okay. good. Plan. And then, Joe, you've got two more.
2: Oh, God. I'm going to go Jeremy at right back just because why not? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, oh my god, who do I go for next? Ah, oh my god, I'm I'm just blanking here. This is how much you need, I need. Um, players.
0: you need center oh, backs, yes. you need center backs and like midfielders. Oh god, John Obi McKell, yeah, yeah, great, great player, <laughs> John Obi, who was playing for Middlesbrough quite recently. I think, it's stoked even still playing oh, yeah. now. There you go. Okay. Um, Pretty my player. turn. Do I want another striker or I'm gonna go for um. Ramirez. Yeah. Because I think Kante and Ramirez, you can't really get much more of an engine room. Um no. and, oh. John, it's your turn. Up
1: front, I am gonna go for Chris Sutton. Because <laughs> everyone forgets. <laughs> did he win the Premier <laughs> well, League with it.
0: Blackburn? Was that a thing?
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Chris Sutton won the Premier League.
0: Premier League yeah. winner, Chris Sutton. Okay. And uh yeah, Joe, back to you. Uh how Chris Brown Oh, nice. Why am um, I
1: saying Chris Sutton when Crespo's <laughs> uh,
3: have I got another one? Yes. So, I need center half. Probably. Yeah,
0: centre-halves and a winger.
3: Yeah, Desiree,
0: please. Okay, Marcel. Alright, so then, John, back to you. I'm going
1: to go for Zola to partner okay. Chris Sutton up yeah, front. Yeah,
0: that's big and little and large. Okay, Uh, yeah, me... Nice. Um... I think I'll just try to find a striker off the top of my head. Uh wow. It's quite tricky. Cause Shevchenko wasn't good. Um
3: but, Are we against Tottenham now? Another I, one?
0: I'm gonna have to I'm just gonna go for Giroud.
3: Everyone
2: yeah.
0: scored get a little arsenal in there. Giroud. Oh he's
3: another
2: one that always scores against Tottenham. Giroud.
0: He's a <laughs> player. Um Joe, you got two. And then I think okay, this yeah. is coming up to almost yeah, our last picks
2: two trolling picks here, centre-back William Gallas, just because okay. uh-huh. he's just a weird man, and he's played for all of our teams, yeah, and, then, um, and then I'm just going to pick Willian, because I know Joe hates him, and he's not doing well for Arsenal, so, okay. yeah.
0: So, Willian, that completes Joe's. Alright, and then it's uh, my turn, so I need a centre back, no, I need a right-back and a uh, centre midfielder. Uh, Right-back's Let's go for uh, the the unibrow of singwa, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, John,
1: uh, oh, I'm struggling here. Do you know what David Luiz?
0: Yeah, fair that.
1: I'm, I'm, I keep on mentioning him, but yeah, you know he was quite
0: good at Chelsea, wasn't he? He was. He was quite good at ago, <laughs> He played for them twice. Um, yeah. Okay. And then Joe, these are your last two picks. And
3: uh, so, uh, you're right, right midfielder the center off. So, Gary Cahill, center off.
0: Nice. Gary.
3: And um, Pedro.
0: Pedro. Okay. He's doing quite well at um, Roma, as is Mikatarian randomly. <laughs> Apparently, if you just sell your players to Roma, they'll be good again. Um, John, you just need a center midfielder. Michael balak oh how has that taken this long okay my turn (laughs) i just need a center midfielder i feel like i forgot to oh no i just deleted kante accidentally okay so i need a winger uh i'm gonna go for a pulisic and then uh joe you just need i think a center back and that's it Yeah. yeah i just need a center back um Robert Hoof.
3: One of my first memories of Chelsea is Robert Hoof getting sent off because Van
0: Nistelrooy dived. Oh, wow! well, that's not the first time someone's <laughs> been sent off when Van Nistelrooy dived. I know. But anyway, um, here are the teams. So Joe Davies, who had first pick, ended up with Kudicini in goal, a back four of Branislav Ivanovic, Marcel Desai, Gary Cahill, and Cesar Azpilicueta. And then uh, centre mids, Essien and Lampard. Wingers are Hazard and Pedro. Up top is Hasselbank and Crespo. John went for Bosnich in goal. Uh, Paulo Ferreira ricardo carvalho david luiz and marcus alonso and then the midfields Gronkiar on the wing manish and balak in the middle duff on the other wing sutton and zola up top my team yeah. in goal <laughs> john you like that did you um, back for <laughs> alex terry and i don't know why babiaro midfield uh pulisic ramirez kante robin up top good johnson and jerude not much pace and joe ed Dehoy in goal Jeremy at right back, Gallas and Huth are the defenders, Cole's the left back, John Obi Mikel and Poyet in the middle with Joe Cole and Willian on the wings, and then Drogba and the forgotten man Mattia Kesman up top. I guess the only person who's really in any position to give somewhat of a educated and near objective decision-making on this, I guess, would be Joe Davies as the resident, yeah, Chelsea expert. So, Joe, I'm sure you think your team's the best. I probably think your team's the best, too. But, yeah, what do you make of these lineups?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, can't, I bet Maneesh can't believe he's lucky to play next to back. But, um, yeah, that's a good team. So we've had a lot of good players. We've had a lot of good players over the years. So yeah. having four people in a snake drop, it pretty much turns out a good team, no matter what. But I think having Hazard, Crespo, and Hasselbank in your attack... Hard to, hard to beat that with a with Gary Kay on Desai solid with uh Ivanovic at right back as well. Do you think and Azp- to- very defensive, no, no, uh, very defensive uh, fullbacks, but True. no one no one's scoring. And we've got Hazard and Hasselbank and Crespo,
0: yeah. It's <laughs> Ivanovic and Aspi, they're not, yeah, definitely not modern day wingbacks, definitely not Ivanovic. It's quite good to see him back at West Brom have you have they yeah. have they played you yet they they did right did he play in that yeah, game?
3: he didn't he didn't play no, no
0: I'm
3: glad I don't want him to play against Chelsea
0: <laughs> he um he used to score against Arsenal a fair bit as well so I, I would never really look forward to us us playing against Ivanovic he really went through a spell of being yeah one of the top defenders in, in the world
2: right okay so I've had the misfortune on a few occasions of introing Arsenal sections um, on this podcast but um now has come the time to intro a Chelsea section which arguably is even worse um, but, <laughs> but thankfully this task has been made a little easier because on the day um, you are either listening or watching this if you're listening on the day it gets released um, we're only two days away from um, Chelsea playing against my team Spurs at Stamford Bridge and um I thought I'd mention before we get into the chat, earlier this year, um, Spurs did play Chelsea in the Carabao Cup and we um, beat Chelsea on penalties. Um, So obviously we'll be looking to get our second win of the season um, over um, Frank Lampard's side. Um, So, Joe, I mean, it's obviously a big game, um, but let's just be serious for one second. And if you had to guess, how many goals are Spurs going to beat Chelsea by on Sunday?
3: (laughs) um you know it's again if I like say it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game we're both we're probably the two best teams in the league at the moment um arguably like I mean, you're playing really well um Mourinho's football is working really well for you at the moment especially when you've got Kane and Sun at the other end and they're always going to put it in like right? don't you don't need many chances when you've got them two um and whereas we're we're a lot better defensively now like Thiago Silva and Mendy have been it's been ridiculous how uh how much has uh, made us more solid at the back, especially um, Mendy because Kepper was just, I mean, I, we, we would have finished third a long time before we did. Uh, well, we didn't, we finished fourth, but we would have finished third by a long way if, uh, if we didn't have Kepper last year, because the goals he was conceding was just ridiculous. And Mendy's come in as a br- breath of fresh air. Like he hates conceding. So he's, he's only conceded three goals since he's been here already. And, yeah, he's a very good keeper. Thiago Silva at the back of Jess Uzi's class. Like, and Zuma next to him, like, best seen Zuma. For, he just always attacking the ball. He, that's the thing with Zuma is he's really good aerial defender. So good at attacking the ball and that. But it just, he can be a bit ditzy when he's not got someone telling him what to do. So Silva's like the perfect partner for him while we still have that uh, aerial threat. So if it's, it's going to be a close game. It's going it's to be a 2-1 either way, I think. I don't think anyone's going to... Uh, walk. Well, well, you're not going to run away if you play dif- too defensively. So um, yeah, I think it's, I'm. I'm always nervous for Chelsea Spurs. Like it's this, this is a game I feel sick about every every year. So like, yeah, it's like win two games. It's Tottenham at home and Tottenham away. So I don't like. I'm never confident for these games. It just they make me ill. So
2: yeah. Well, I've got to say from the, the Tottenham side of the fence, I am, and this is probably probably wrong of me, but I am confident for Sunday. The only thing, I mean. I'm confident that having watched us against City, where in the second half in particular, we looked like a Jose Mourinho side and not Tottenham for once. We actually just played quite well, which was nice to see. Yeah. Albeit in a very un-Tottenham way, very kind of like tactical, kind of focused, measured way. But the only thing that worries me for Sunday is that our centre-back pairing... Is likely to be Dyer and Joe Roden, and Joe Roden we, hasn't really played for us yet. So, if I'm honest, but now Joe Roden. <laughs> Yeah, we signed him from Swansea. He look, I mean, he's, he's by all accounts, he's meant to be quite good. And whilst Dyer isn't, I've not always been his biggest fan in recent games, he's looked great alongside Toby Alderweireld. But yeah, that's that worries me ever so slightly, yeah. assuming that he goes with Roden ahead of Sanchez, who seems to kind of. Be out the side now, but yeah, um, Joe, is it, um, is it weird for you? I know he's been our manager for a year, but h- how do you feel about Jose at Spurs? Is, is he is he dead to you, or do you not really care?
3: Oh no, dead to me, of course he is. Um, <laughs> goes without saying, he's just he's gone to Spurs. Um, no, uh, no, it's, it's a difficult one with Mourinho. Like uh, the Man United one was annoying enough as it was. Like that, that was really annoying, but. With with that I'll be pissed off at him, but as soon as he leaves, I'll I'll love him again. Um, but then he went to Spurs with Mate, obviously, which is the work like the, the cardinal <laughs> sin, right? So I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about him really, like because he obviously our best ever manager, that like, goes without saying. Avalon David Taylor, of course, won the Champions League and FA Cup yeah. double, but um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just wrong. Like it's just wrong. So. Um, yeah, I don't know it's going to be like when he finishes at Spurs. Whether I'll just forget about it and be like, "Oh yeah, he's our best ever manager," but well, he's going, the going to be guy
2: that wins us the is- league, so I don't think you'll be forgetting about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, the
3: thing, the thing is, what 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 I do feel good about the weekend is, like you said, you're confident, and I'm a uh, conversation with Adrian. You've been confident that Spurs will beat Chelsea, and it never works out that way. So. Um,
2: that's true. Although one thing I remembered, actually, which does give me confidence, one of those classic football um, things, is that I remember when we, that one time we did beat you at Stamford Bridge. No,
3: you, I was in America.
2: You weren't there. And if I'm not mistaken, it's being played behind closed doors. So you're not no. going to be there. So we're going to no. win. That's my thinking. We're going to win because you're not going to be in the stadium.
3: <laughs> no, this, that's true. No, obviously, like, yeah. well, I, was in, uh, I was in America watching that. Uh, I was in a bar in I was in my hotel in Boston waiting because I had a flight very soon to New Orleans. So that game never happened as far as I'm concerned. So, uh,
2: well, hopefully <laughs> Sunday's game will happen and you can you can finally witness that Tottenham win at Stamford Bridge.
3: Yeah. i yeah. uh, it's again like I say it's just it is, it's that game you I always feel ill about. I always feel sick when I wake up. Even talking about it now makes my belly go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just excited, but I shouldn't be. I've, I've, I've been—it's—it's it's failed me too many times this game. Man. Yeah, exactly. Like it
3: makes, it's making me feel better that you're excited. I always remember how confident you were you were going to beat us in the cup, and we just down you four 2 That was a.
1: Uh...
2: Oh God, yeah. Sad times. Very sad times.
1: Yeah, Joe. Do you think Frank's legacy could potentially be ruined uh, in about three seasons' time? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No. Nothing. Oh, here we go.
3: Here we go. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, as Frank alluded to yesterday, the proper fans, um, they know that like, no matter what Frank Lampard does, like, he's Frank Lampard. Like, he, he can do what he wants. Like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't, as long as he doesn't go to Spurs, <laughs> then he's all right.
1: That's the thing. To be fair, I felt sick when I saw Jose Mourinho in that um Spurs tracksuit. I was like, "What is going on there?" That was a weird. He's always thing. been
3: loves the attention, but Lampard
1: would never do that. But uh, we don't yeah. want Lampard. We don't
3: want Lampard.
1: We'll make yeah. That- yeah. Yeah. Honestly, fast forward twenty years, <laughs> <All
3: right. laughs> I don't. There ain't nothing he could do. Like he, at the end of the day, the worst that could happen is that he doesn't work out. Even though it's pretty clear with the improvements that we made that he is working out. So. I think the worst that could happen is that we just don't really win much, and like and he will leave, which is fine. Like it doesn't ruin anything. The fact he was our best ever player.
1: How is and that's it? the thing? Like you're you're a Chelsea fan, and you're saying it's fine not to win anything. Like it's weird because you guys are ruthless winners. To be you honest, I
3: realise so what we're going for, we are going for a rebuild. Like, and we we going up back there. Uh, we we didn't spend last year obviously because we couldn't. We had the ban. And for the first time, well, in my life anyway, we actually started using our academy and our um, young players. And we've got, obviously, some cracking players there who's going to be in our first team for years to come now. And, I mean, for me, I think it's pretty clear that we are going to win things. But, like, even if we don't and Lampard has to leave, it doesn't change the fact he's Frank Lampard. So, he can't ruin nothing.
1: Fair enough. And at least he's got a Latin GCSE or A-level. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what do you uh, make Joe of uh before I jump into this little yeah like rapid fire game that I have set up of of sort of your attacking options and fitting them all onto the same pitch or choosing to leave some of them out with the likes of Ziyech Pulisic Werner um and Callum Hudson-Madoi Giroud Tammy Abraham like all of these guys yeah. even in the midfield you know one time one game Kovacic is playing the next game Jorginho is playing like you're having to drop pretty talented players um does Frank have an idea of his best 11 or is he the type of guy that approaches every game differently
3: It's a bit of both of i think i think our best 11 now is pretty clear like it's mendy james still Zuma, Chilwell, chill well now you have it, it's mount and then ziek Werner, and Pudisic. Yeah, but putic so, yeah. made a glass so like how often yeah. we're gonna see that we don't know and with all the games we've got it's good that we've got the depth because tammy's been fantastic this season again like he's been brilliant like putting Werner out wide and then tammy up top like he's reacted brilliantly to like all these different attacking options coming in. Because I think everyone thought, oh just Tammy won't play now. But uh, as you've seen, he has and he's really good. And like but I think what's really good about Frank, and this is a thing, like we have seen the improvement with Chelsea, Like from last year we struggled a few bit, I mean with our young players and we lost Hazard and whatnot. And now we've got you can see how much better we are with tied up at the back and we're improving, and we're improving. And um what I like about Frank the most is a manager, which I couldn't stand about uh, sorry, and couldn't stand about Conte even in the second season. much as I love Conte in the second seasons, there's then two managers—they were both so stubborn. And no matter what, what the game was, sorry would always play four-three-three three and just make life-like subs. Conte would always play five in the back and just make life-like subs. Whereas if we're Frank, will just completely change formations, we completely change shape, and like adapt to what's needed. Which is like, I think that's why he will be successful because at a big club you can't be stubborn. Because people will work you out. Because it's not like, I guess, when you're at a smaller club and you're not going to have... Um, like if, when you're playing Chelsea, you've got all the access in the world to work out how Chelsea play. Like It's going to be everywhere. So you can't just approach every game the same way. Like, like I remember a game for Conte in his second season. Once everyone worked out how to play against uh, five at the back, we'd be losing the game. And instead of bringing on making him go forward at the back bring on another attacker, he'd just bring on a fit of full-back who couldn't defend as well, pretty much. So... Yeah, I think he does adapt well to like certain games. So, yeah, but I think it's clear what our best 11 is when everyone's fit.
0: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, for the rest of us, I think you're, you're right. And that Frank is, from the looks of things, building something um, quite potentially special at Chelsea. If, you know, we look back to Abramovich coming in and all the money being spent and what Mourinho was able to achieve, this is kind of the second coming, uh, yeah. albeit slightly different. And maybe the competition from Liverpool and City and others is a bit more intense back then and well i mean i did forget them actually but um um, well yeah to finish up for today's pod i've created a a mini chelsea related section in honor of something else that um i used to watch on tv besides football in my childhood so top of the pops obviously was the 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 famous british chart music tv show but this is top of the flops well i've got (laughs) it One, two, a two lot of three, four, five, six, I think, pairings of players who've signed for Chelsea over the years. And I'll name both of them. And I want you, Joe, to tell me which one was a bigger flop. So right. <laughs> the first one that we'll start off with is uh, Shevchenko versus Torres.
3: Well, that's difficult. I mean, I think you'd probably say Torres, because I think we're thinking with Torres. I know he's, he has some... Uh, Important goals, I guess, and like won the corner in Munich, but I think he held us back for a long time, we, which was the issue of that. And we like we changed our way of playing to try and fit Torres in and make him play well. See, he, he was very much clearly an Abramovich buy He weren't like the manager didn't go to him ask, asking him for him, he just like we can get him, like he's a big name. Uh, even though like, I don't want I was so excited when we bought him, I was yeah, I remember going to school because I was in school at that time, I was I going to school the next day, absolutely buzzing, just. Rinsing every Liverpool fan, I could find, but obviously I think they had the last laugh there. But um, yeah, I think he just held us back. so I think I think it was that transfer window when we could have signed Aguero. It was between like Aguero and, and we ended up signing Torres instead. And it's just like one of them. Like if we had just signed Aguero, he's pretty, he's a pretty handy player. So I think yeah, probably Fernando.
0: Okay, so Torres over Shevchenko. Next up, uh, Felipe Luis versus Yuri Zhirkov.
3: Um, I'd say I, would not, I wouldn't say I with flops because they weren't like terrible players. They just like, didn't really play. Like Felipe Luis was a handy player, he just barely played because we played Vanovic right back and uh, Asby left back. Uh, he scored a good free kick at Derby away, I remember. Nice freezing cold Wednesday night. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Felipe Luis just because he barely played despite we spent quite a lot of money on him. And Yuri Zerkov played look. Lovely half volley in Europe way to in a Russian side on Astro I can slightly remember,
0: yeah. I always liked Zhirkov as a player. Um, so he, next he up... would
3: be right now, Zhirkov would be a fantastic left wing back at a five at the back yeah, because he, he was he was never quite a left back, he was never quite a winger, he was in that in between. So if he was around now, he'd be a really good left wing back, I think, for a team that plays five at the back.
0: I mean, he's still going strong, I think, in Russia. Although I'm not, yeah, well, I'm not suggesting I'll... that you guys are going to bring him back. But
3: um... No, no. I think, yeah, like in, in his good old, he'd, he'd be good at a Wolves or something currently, the yeah. wing back, or even at Chelsea when we had Conte.
0: Well, moving into the midfield from the from the wing back position, uh, Tiamue Bakayoko versus Danny Drinkwater. Um, I don't want you to tell me that those weren't flops because they 100% were no, no, they was. No, they was.
3: Uh Drinkwater buff is I think are worth ever signing.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> well, at least he's got some distinction. Um, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, well, go on, go on. Akiloko
3: had had a one very good game against Tottenham. Surprise. Um, <laughs> so, so that makes him alright in my book. You play well against Tottenham, and then you're alright. And Drinkwater was just yeah, I'll, we spent 35 million for. I Think he's. I don't even know how much he played, but he's hardly yeah. played. He just thought he's just not good, is he, really?
0: He's not brilliant. Um, no. But he's won the Premier League with uh, Chelsea yeah. and with Leicester. I think, did he win it with you guys, like as a squad player?
3: Um, hey, no, he, no, yeah, no. He won it with Leicester. No, was, couldn't second season.
0: And he's played, for, I think he was a Man U Academy player, so he's played for Man U and Chelsea, and he's won the Premier League, and he's not that good. Um, so he's done quite well for himself. Um, moving on to the wing. Gael Kakuta versus Karesma
3: um again i guess it exists on self because both of them just hardly ever played um we got charisma was only alone so it's not a like damaging and kakuta we got took to court for so that says kakuta
0: okay yeah i remember that um and it wasn't really worth it in the end because he was not no no not in
3: the
2: slightest um, um funny enough girl kakuta scored tonight i saw him oh okay is he? he's still where is, of, is he he's like 29 uh, or
0: something or 28 like he's still, he's still got some some years in the tank um and he was probably one of the first, like, yeah, like, because I think when you signed him, he must have been around 15 or something like that, which I think was part of the reason why there was controversy because he was so young. But, um,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, he was definitely really hyped. And, uh, I mean, he plays in Ligue 1, I think, so that's something. Anyway, moving on to uh, strikers. And these were also both temporary moves, so you didn't invest too much. But Radamel Falcao versus Pato. Um, I'd say Falcao
3: was a big flop. Just because you know, power pa- just seemed like a nice guy. He just seemed to enjoy being there. I quite liked him. He scored a penalty against Villa, which was lovely as well. So Falcao was just was just rubbish. So.
0: Yeah, it's just it was weird at Manu and at Chelsea. Falcao obviously had injury problems, but for someone who on his day is one of the best strikers ever, I would almost go so far as to say he didn't. Uh, I remember he
3: absolutely tore us apart in a super. Cup.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, for Atletico. Tore- yeah, he was fantastic. Need and Petr Cech in goal too. He really, he really destroyed him. Yeah. Um, all right. This is the last one, and these ones are really kind of obscure, flash in the pan players for Chelsea that, on the surface, might have looked exciting at first, and then they really didn't produce. So it's, a, a Quadrado, and then this other <laughs> one is like a real Easter egg player who I think most people won't even know. Baba Raman. Baba Raman. Oh, one
3: Baba two Baba three Baba Raman. Um, can't remember some <laughs> of them. played even played. Didn't. He? Um who was the first one against or I just coming from?
0: Uh Quadrado.
3: Quadrado. Again, they just none of them play. So it's hard to say I guess um we managed to flog um well we've Baba Rama still plays for Chelsea. So oh, he's yeah. gotta be the biggest flop because he's still here for some reason. Playing he played in the development squad the other day.
0: Oh no, poor Baba.
3: Um uh, yeah, so um yeah, Drink Water and Baba Raman play together in the development squad the Ooh. other day. But yeah, Baburama, we somehow still have
0: him. I guess that's nice for the youngsters coming up. To get to, not so nice for uh, Danny and Baba, but yeah, yeah some experienced uh, heads around them. Well,
3: I, I think I could walk past Bab- Baba Rama straight the street and not know who he is. Yeah. So I'm sure the younger players <laughs> probably don't either. Probably <laughs> think he's a try right. list.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, all right. Sounds like from that list, you said Drinkwater was an epic, epic flop. And otherwise, um, Torres sounds like he was quite a damaging signing potentially to Chelsea at the time. But that actually yeah does bring us to the end of, of today's episode and um, I have to say yeah big thank you to John for being with us and then as always to my co-host Joe and then uh, this time a special thank you to today's special guest Joe Davies. Joe it was yeah an absolute pleasure having you as our guest and yeah we hope you enjoyed it as well.
3: Oh that's really good I love to talk about football so <laughs> happy to do it anytime.
0: Yeah no really nice to to meet you I know obviously yeah you and Joe um, go back a little bit but yeah like I said great to have you as a as a guest and uh, how can our listeners follow you and also i guess joe davies what does what does following you look like what are they going to be in store for
3: um yeah i guess so my twitter is shed upper 5 um i wouldn't yeah, bother I mean, following
0: shelf, me unless you want to up get thing?
3: spammed shed yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: i wouldn't bother following me unless you just want to get uh, spammed with chelsea and nfl tweets so yeah, uh, <laughs> if you like Chelsea?
0: nfl team
3: uh, new orleans saints
0: Nice. OK, so that you,
2: you know where to follow Joe now. But just before you go, Joe, very quickly, give me your score prediction for Chelsea versus Spurs on Sunday. 2-1
3: uh, Chelsea.
2: <laughs> Okay,
3: fair enough. I'm going 2-1 Spurs. Go. Yeah. It's a safe bet. 2-1 either way is always a safe
0: bet. <laughs> I don't really know what, as Arsenal fans, John and I are... Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Yeah, <laughs> nil, nil enjoyment nil. for anyone. <laughs> bunch of injuries, bunch of red
1: cards. Nil, yeah. nil, nil. <laughs> yeah. um, nil, nil. Headbots everywhere. Perfect. <laughs> well, um,
0: yeah. Joe again, thank you for, for being our guest, uh, Joe Davies. Thank you so much. And then to the listeners, thank you for listening. Um, if you, if you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on social media and uh, your favorite podcast streaming services too. So that's the best way you're going to be able to keep up with all our stuff. We're releasing two new podcasts every week. And then those are ending up as videos as well, in case you want to be able to put some faces to the voices. Um, for that it's going to be United mates football podcast on YouTube And then for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's at UnitedMatesFP. Thank you very much. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Goodbye.